Welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and this podcast is your guide to start creating a lifestyle by design. From entrepreneurship, money and finance, taxes and residencies, and everything in between, this show highlights the nuances of a true global citizen lifestyle. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to dive into all of the good stuff, entrepreneurship, business, everything today. Okay, so I'm super stoked to be here with you today. I just, you know what it is? I feel kind of work, wealth, and travel. That's all things Lorraine, Rebecca Cohen, okay? I live for that, just so we can start off with that. Um, my, I am, you know, this, I've always been this person that I've always dreamed being, right? Like I've always had, you know, all my friends were thinking about, okay, this is the career path I want to go down. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I started off that way. And I was just like, oh, this is not for me. Like, I just had something that was bubbling inside of me from a very early age that said entrepreneurship is where you need to be. And that's where you're going to find your sweet spot. I found an area where I knew that I wanted to work with entrepreneurs. Like, I like the people aspect. Actually, diving and figuring out what is it that we can do to take your, your business, your plan, um, I got stuck in your head to the next level. Me, my start, I have two immigrant parents came here. I'm first generation American. And, you know, my parents, you know, they did the best by me and they put me through amazing schools and um, opportunity to really learn to believe in me. I hate to say that. Um, one of these areas that I, I realize that people have, you know, fundamental issues with is my. And so early on, I knew that I could do anything. Sat in front of a mirror at school home and it was like I am special I can do this I can be great and so starting off with that the sky's the limit right like you know the opportunities are there and then life happens right life happens where I've had some steps in business where I failed I've lost a lot of money so in those moments like okay what am I doing maybe I should have went the more traditional route and um down and I had the strength to get back up took a while and I had to reprogram my mindset. And as soon as I did that, I saw so many opportunities and so many doors open up to the point where now I can do work, wealth, and travel, provide value to people along, you know, along the journey. So that's my little start. Love that. I am so interested in diving deeper into that and what some of those failures looked like for you and how you yeah. changed your mindset around things. So if you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear about what that looked like. Absolutely. So I think I am an ideas-driven person. Like, you know, there were so many things that I came up with years ago. My friends were like, had you actually went ahead with some of those things? You know, we would all be sitting on our own private island two times over, right? Because later on, then someone else created and all this other stuff. So I've always been driven with, you know, amazing ideas and concepts that just come to me. And but one thing about that is sometimes you're ideating to you. Doesn't mean that there's an audience for said idea, right? So I think earlier on um, in my entrepreneurial journey, I would come up with so many great ideas and, and, and great concepts. And to be quite frank, when I think about they would have worked, but I needed to set up a, a, the proper team in place. So the areas where I was weak and they were strong, we could have made up the difference. That was the biggest lessons I learned. So now I surround myself with people that everything I lot. So back then I tried to be all things to all people. One of the, another big downfall that I know that I was creating proper marketing research to back whether or not this was a viable product that without really testing the market or creating something where I didn't have 
there's two ways to do things. You can either do the slow run, you either do it through your time or you do it through money. And so I wanted to avoid the time, have enough money to pour into what I needed to do. And that's a failure in itself, right? So I learned again a big lesson, slow and steady wins the race. You know, you don't always have to have the big bucks because when I had the money, I wasted it on random stuff for my business that I didn't even need. And so when I had to bootstrap, it was like literally God saying, hey, I'm going to get you to this place to remove all of the, oh, I need this, I need that. Well, that cost, oh, I can get that. And I just removed that from my, my rear view mirror. And I things back a step and pivoted. And, then I, and I'm telling you, I'm so much better for it to this day. I think that was the biggest thing is realizing, hey, something's not working. I don't necessarily have to throw the baby out with the bath water, but maybe I need to change the bath water, right? I need to make some adjustments. You know, the baby's getting a rash. I love it. Please forgive me. I'm going to come up with all these sayings and all these random, it's just who I am. Just forgive me in advance. And so I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathroom. I'm putting some bu new bubble bath and new stuff in there. And I'm creating something that's like amazing now. And I'm so proud of it. But I took such a step back. I lost money in the, now I have the opportunity to tell other people so they don't make the same mistake. Thank you. So, okay. So thank you for sharing a little glimpse about what that journey looked like for you. And I appreciate that because in, you know, the online space that we're in these days, it's so easy. I was just having a conversation with somebody else about this. It's so easy to see people, oh, you know, overnight. No, no, I, I absolutely agree. So now I, in saying that, I would love to hear about what you are doing now, your current business, what that looks like, what you have built and what the process of building that looks like. I think a lot of listeners who a lot of listeners would be very interested in how you started, what that journey. So I talked about pivoting earlier, and I think it's such an important thing that entrepreneurs need to realize. It's okay to realize what you're doing isn't working and not to say that your idea and your isn't a good one, but you might have to make some tweaks along the way and listen to your audience. You have to find an audience that will tell you, yes, no, maybe so. And this is what we need. This is what we desire. And close, but not close enough. And, and really kind of zone in on what your, your purpose is. When I actually started this, um, my business in Rats, and totally different than what it is today. So I um, essentially started off with a resource guide, a, a digital resource guide for student entrepreneurs, then, uh, then regular entrepreneurs. And, you know, after a while, you know, I'm getting questions and answers. I was answering feedback and I was like, wait a second, um, there's a need for something more, right? And some of these questions, can't answer. So I was getting a lot of entrepreneurial questions. I was like, okay, what am I, what am I really destined to do here, right? And so after a while, I realized, hey, get a group of entrepreneurs together, get some of their classes and their program, put it on this platform, people that way, right? Providing more value. So instead of just having a resource guide where it's like, click there, nav it where there's courses and classes on all things marketing, um, anything you think about, structuring your business, creating your ideal coaching program for the audience that best suits you. Because not everyone that you want to target, you should be targeting, right? Like you have to find your sweet spot. Who is your avatar? Avatar meaning who is your target audience? Who's the person that's really going to get the most value out of what you have to offer and what you have to teach? Oftentimes, they have very similar stories to you. And, you know, what I realized, I don't know if you noticed, a lot of people just, you know, create your avatar. What is she wearing today? I don't care about all that stuff. It's a lot of superficial things that they're thinking about. Oh, this person is tall. They're thin. And, and, and if it matters for your business, great. 
But you need to find out what does this person need, right? Find out what they need through what they're listening to, where they're going for, for educational purposes, right? Are they at meetups? What kind of meetups do they go to? So really understanding who your target audience is allows you to then serve them better, right? And give them exactly what they need. And then often some people are like, well, what do they need? And the simple thing is ask them. It's simple. Like ask your, your, your group. When oftentimes when people start, they also start with their personal social media page. Your personal social media page may not have your audience. It has your auntie, it has your grandma, it has your best friend, but none of them may be in need of your product or services. So I am really big. If you don't have the budget to do this, you know, think tank and, 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 and gather a group of people that are you know, in the area in which you want to serve, then go to Facebook groups, right? And I don't mean go over a group. And that's one of the big things that I always say. Facebook groups are a brilliant way to connect with an audience because literally it has every, every group, every group you can think of. But you'll also have to be receptive, right? Go to that, you know, go to that group's organizer and find out, hey, is it okay that I pose this question? You know, is it okay for me to mention a beta test? That's how it first got started. Ask other people if I can reach out to their group to do a free beta test. And it was my exact avatar. It was the exact people that I wanted to serve. So don't be afraid to target different groups. You also have to be mindful of what they're promoting, what they're sell selling, right? Make sure that it's something that's that's close to what you're doing, but it does not a takeover of what you're doing. It's a it's their avenue towards that person being successful in whatever you're trying to um, teach them or whatever you're trying to give them. Um, so I think doing that and being like I'm unapologetic, unapologetically unafraid asking someone, hey, can I target X, Y, can we partner up? Can we build and grow something together? I've gotten some of my greatest partnership collaboration by just, I have this skill set. It seems like you have this skill set. Do you think we can do something together? And I think by doing that, they get a piece of your audience, you get a piece of their audience and get a better understanding, again, of who you want to serve. I know that was a long answer, but I think it's very important that do their market research and the most cost-effective way is going into groups meetup groups facebook groups linkedin groups amazing way to um kind of connect with people people forget about linkedin groups but they're so powerful because these are people that are very career business driven and they have a focus on that facebook as well opportunity for people to kind of dive in and do the marketing research to take their business to the next yeah i love that and i love you mentioning linkedin i have been telling specifically my partner, but he's he's from a different culture. They don't use LinkedIn quite so right. much. And I'm like, you need to get on LinkedIn because there's such amazing... It's... Okay, this is my thing. I'm curious your take. So I have a few people around me who lately I've been like, you need to get on LinkedIn. You need to network. And I think networking is a very scary word for a right. lot of people, but it's really just reframing it to having conversations with cool yes. people who are in, who are interested in. So for me, it's other digital nomads, other global citizens who are Absolutely. interested in the same topics. But I think networking is so overarching and grandiose and scary to so many people. I agree. I think for me, what I realize is LinkedIn is so underutilized by people. First of all, if you want context to the press, if you want any, literally anything you want to find in any state, in any country, you can go to LinkedIn and find an expert or find someone that in that specific niche. And if you're talking the link, so again, conversing with people it has to come from a place 
of you also providing value or not just how can we come together in something bigger than us separate and that's how you have to approach it i think when people come to some you know when you're when you're chatting with people on linkedin people come to me with different offers all the and there's some actually read and really listen to it. So I'm like, oh, there's an opportunity here. Whereas other people, you can, you know, based off the tone of the text, that it's something that they need and they want, right? And that's okay. But build relationship first. And that's the awesome thing about LinkedIn, like Facebook, like Instagram. You can literally build relationships with people um, and, and expose yourself to so many different, everyone's on LinkedIn, perfect, for the most part, I don't want to say everyone, but corporate, you know, in every space they're represented. And I, you know, I talk to people that don't utilize LinkedIn at all. And I'm just so shocked by it. Because it's such a wealth of knowledge. And when I was working on a project, I literally got the heads of different companies on LinkedIn would never, it would have been harder to get through their gatekeeper, but I was able to function um, in a way on LinkedIn and talk to them and want to know more about what I have going on. So yes, I have experienced that. I love that. It's so true. Everyone is on LinkedIn. And what I've been saying lately is don't sleep on LinkedIn. So if you're listening, don't sleep on LinkedIn. Get on it. Just meet people. It's not scary. It's super fun, especially, you know, maybe if you're a little bit more introverted, which sometimes I am, it can be a little bit more of a daunting task, but it's really not. If you even contact someone on LinkedIn and they don't respond, what's the worst thing that happened? They didn't respond back. And okay. one of the biggest things that I do, so if I'm targeting or I'm, I'm research on something, I'm big on the number. And I've always been like that. I didn't understand what it was. There's actually a phrase for that now. Um, now that I'm, you know, more invested in this, like I, I, you know, I hear it all the time. But I always focus on targeting a hundred of whatever I'm looking for, right? Oftentimes people reach out to one, two, three people. Like, no one responded to me today. No one likes my business. Okay. You responded, you reached out to two to three people and you're expecting to the next morning to just like have all your business answered. No, I'm a big, 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 big believer in reaching out to, and I'm not saying not a blanket email to everyone. Go on their page, look up, but make sure it's a hundred. I'm always, it's always a hundred in my head. You switch up whatever you have to say based off of what you've read. And this is not just for LinkedIn, this is across the board. Make sure that when you're talking to people, they don't feel like it's generic. It should feel as though you're reaching out to them because that's the point, right? That's how people feel more comfortable with you and want to help you and want to grow with you and all that other good stuff. So the biggest thing for me is come to me and you say, I'm, I went, my sister, she's like, yeah, I'm contacting such and such. She's working on her business. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to reach out. I was like, no, I, I don't even want to hear anything less than a hundred. A hundred people and let me know what happens. And when you do that, then you start, because that's a confidence booster, right? Because you will hear back. Unless if you are a horrible writer and you're just really aggressive, you will hear back from somebody. Feels good. What disturbs people is when you do these little bitty tasks here and there, you're not consistent, but you want consistent results. Once you start to put a plan in place, I'm going to reach out to a amount of people. You know what ends up happening? You start to get a flow, a buildup of responses that's what happens in my business now. Every week I'm going to get a response, some, something pertaining to the media because I've so, and I continue to sew in by week. And so it doesn't surprise me one week when I get two to three responses back and I get, that felt good. I remember, you know, and the person's like, don't forget about, I don't, don't, I don't want you to forget about me or I don't want to forget about you. I just reached a couple of people and I'm surprised that my business flourished.
I love that. And I mean, I think there is definitely a level of work and dedication that goes into it. But if you're doing something that you love and that you enjoy and that you want to build for the long term, I'm such a proponent of long term. Think about because when I started this journey, I built a business and I realized a few years into it, oh, shit, this is not what I enjoy. I'm good at it. I'm good at it, but it's not what I enjoy doing. So I had to pivot real quick and figure out what I actually enjoy doing. And so doing, you know, this, being on the podcast with you, I can email 100 people or 1,000 people. It might take me some time, but I can have that level of dedication because it's something that I enjoy and something that I want to build for the rest of my life. You know what I love about what you said? And it's so powerful. And I want to help people are there they're listening to what you're saying because we're both dropping some gems here, whether people like it or not. It is important to know that you can be in something doing relatively well. And if you're not, that's another reason to pivot. That's another reason to pivot because your growth comes with your joy and your happiness and your mindset and what you've placed in your mind. Like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do. I'm happy. I have to be excited. And when you start to lose that excitement, you either get other someone else to work on that particular project for you and take it over. And you need to find your center, your joy. Watch how things start to like start to manifest and start to flow as soon as that component is added to it. Because I'm sure you were doing fine with the thing you know how to do. And you're like, I just, I don't have that spark anymore for it. And that's okay. And people need to know that it's okay to lose your zest for something. And you may not lose the zest for the entire project to make, make the change that you need to make, be happy and to enjoy what you're doing every day. Yeah. Could not agree more. Okay, so I want to chat about, so you are a visibility coach. A lot of people listening are going to want to start something of their own that they are passionate about. Let me reiterate, not just anything, something that you enjoy doing. So what does it look like in order to start getting that visibility? And we already talked about, you know, the 100 rules. But what are some other techniques, tips that you assist clients in getting visibility, getting themselves out there within their business for what they are passionate about? That's awesome. And one of the biggest things, too, a lot of people think that they have 20,000, you know, a million followers in order to have a viable business. And that is so not true. Your audience is not in that million group, right? Like you have your niche group that wants and needs your service. You just have to find them. And one of the biggest ways to do that, again, in the beginning, when I mentioned knowing where your where do, where is your audience, right? And I also knowing where your audience is and knowing who you are, right? And I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna be so blanket and transparent in how I target and how I move. I target for different reasons. One, I'm a woman, right? One, I'm a businesswoman. The next, I'm a black woman. Next, I'm a, so whatever. I'm a Christian. And the same thing, the same thing should apply. I am, I am a Muslim woman. I am, you know, I am a Caucasian woman. I'm his woman you need to reach out to your strength if you love to do door thing find your find the things you love and enjoy doing that people can relate to that's number one right because that's how you're going to tap into other people's audience right who am i right i can talk i can tap into so many different groups i can tap into someone that focuses on mindset and spirituality because that's a center of who i am as a person I'm someone that's talking about real estate or entrepreneurship or marketing because those are the areas that I love and that brings me joy. Find the areas that you want to tap in. Usually you're going to find your audience there. So I find these groups. 
So I always have subgroups. So if I'm focusing on podcasts, I'm not just focusing on one. Like most people say, I need to put a business podcast. Yes and no. Yeah, that's that's great. That's one angle. I can be on so many different podcasts where my target audience live and they reside, right? And then after then, once you know where you're going after and you know who you're targeting, and let's say the yes to the dress. Yes, come on my show. Understand their audience. Like, this is not a selfish thing. Understand their audience and what their audience needs to thrive and succeed. I love you do because that's what I believe in. I believe in, I told you next week, I will be in St. Kitts in a gorgeous home, um, five-bedroom home with friends on a hilltop. Sounds good to me, right? And so I, connecting with you, you're a part of my plan. You're a, you're a woman that's about her wealth. There's no more better bestie you at this point, right? Like you, you, you encompass a lot of, um, a lot of the things that represents me as a person. And that's how people have to reach out to audiences. You're not just reaching out to people, but reaching out saying, like, you want to be able to reach an audience, happen to other people's audience and provide value. And people listen to value. They listen to what's going to benefit their audience. So if you understand what's going to benefit someone else's audience, you checked off box number one. Most of the time we're focusing on me and I want to get a client and I want to, I'm going to get a client. That's already ordained. That's already part of my future, present, and my past. So that's not even my issue. What can I do along the journey to, to make new friendships, to build upon new things, for us to discuss things that we want to work on next year? This is where it starts. It has to start from a place of giving and not from a place of receiving. So I know I'm talking, it seems very simplistic what I'm saying. I think it needs to, I'm, I'm trying to drive from a point. I get people that pitch me to, for things. And it's so major, right? And you can, the entire email is about me, 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 me. And I'm like, well, how is this helping me and what I'm working on and what I'm doing? It's just a natural human response, right? And it's not our friend or family member where it's like you give just for giving sake or whatever. We're talking about business. We're talking about expanding audiences. I think people need to be very mindful. So that's one of the main things that I talk about. Make sure that you, when you're targeting someone and you're reaching out to them, you're reaching out to them in a place from a place of friendship, right? You're reaching out from a place of how can I assist? You can do that. Forget about, I can give you a script of what to write or what not to write. But if you come with that, if you go with that mindset, you're going to always, when you're going to get more yes than no, or, you know, even like in a hundred, let's say, you know, the average may get six or seven responses back. You'll notice that you're getting 15 because you change your methodology and you change how you approach. So the biggest thing for me is figure out the lanes you want to be in. So if you want to be on TV, I want a hundred lit. I want a hundred people you want to contact. I want a hundred people you want to, and this is just to start, right? Should the same thing for radio, YouTube, whatever your, whichever mode borrowing, borrowing you want to go through. If you want to be a speaker at events, you want to make sure that you're making friends and you're building relationships, your local chamber of commerce. You want to make sure that you're, in, you're going out to events and meetup groups where you can build out the event you want to throw. People don't think about that. It's oftentimes that I'm waiting for someone to do something or something for me to, to be something. No, we're rolling up our sleeves over here and work wealth and travel in our 3D world or we're creating our 5D world. Preach is literally <laughs> all I have to say to that. That was very, very well said. Thank you for sharing that. And so when you were speaking, it, it made me, when somebody comments on the content that I create and, you know, it's not comments, there's definitely some hate which comes with well, putting yourself out and I think, you know, that's that's you know, when you're putting yourself out there online, there will be hate, but a lot of it is positive. And what I always say back to that, 
because I truly feel it and I truly mean it. And this is the reason why I'm putting the content out there is I hope it helps. You know, I create videos, especially on my YouTube and my podcast, my longer form content about certain topics where people need to get residency in a country or get another passport or whatever that may look like. And it is a very there are certain actions that you need to take in order to get the desired outcome. And so my comment response back is always, I hope it helped. I hope that it helped you create a global citizen lifestyle. I hope that it helped you get some more information about where to I come and in my and I love short form content, but long form content, it's a lot easier to truly give the value. And I'm always coming from a place of wanting somebody to better their lifestyle in the same way that I have. You could have said it better. Like I believe in creating the life that you want to see, right? And however you do elbow grease in it and let it flow. So one of my biggest is what I want, saying my intention, doing, the, creating the steps and moving forward in whatever it is that I want to work on. But one of the biggest things I realized, and it's so powerful, oftentimes we feel like we have to bust our ass, we have to work so hard, we have to do all these things, and all this pressure and noise start to take over. I realized once I put the intentions out there into the universe and my mind is like, I want to do X, Y, and Z, focus on that. I move, I move in that truth freely more things start to happen, more things start to, but putting that pressure that's just, oh, I'm never going to do it. I'm never, you're never going to do it. That's literally how you're speaking to yourself and talking to yourself on a day-to-day basis. I'm never, or this isn't working, or no one's coming to me. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what that But if you start to say, hey, this is what I'm going to work on. I've done research just to prove that this is a viable thing. I'm now going to move forward steps that I've created. Watch calls start to come in. Emails start to come in. Things start to happen that lets you the right. And when I mean that that's been a proven theory for me time and time again, time and time again, I've proven that you create something in your mind. You manifest and you say it out loud. You walk in that truth and you believe it's going to happen. Most likely, the universe will give you things, put things in your way that's going to make you realize, man, Lorraine, you are really, this is it. I always tell my friends, I was like, this is it. This time I know I got a winner. I'm like, oh, this is it. Something just happened. This is it. This is it. And if you move in that game changer, game changer, biggest, biggest thing, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your background. I don't care your situation in life. You could have a dollar to your name to change this first. This dictates everything. What you talked about a week ago yesterday dictates today. What you think dictates tomorrow. I it's it's the law of attraction, you know, and I completely agree with that. And so in you saying this, I would love to chat about the mindset behind it. I know you mentioned that you have done a lot of mindset work. So what has that journey looked like for you? And what would you recommend for somebody getting started in the online space? They're like, okay, I love this. I'm passionate about this. I want to do this. But it really you do need the mindset to know that it's possible, even if you don't see a path that somebody else has paved the way for you. So what are some tips, tricks, mindset that you can give to anyone listening? And what did that? So I'm going to open up and I feel like I'm I'm here talking to all my friends. We're on, the, you know, we're on the couch. We're relaxed, curled up with our pop and we're just talking about life. And so, you know, I went with season. So sorry, I'm going to even in on something. I'm going to talk about readiness. That's going to lead into um, what we're talking about. Um, my, my best friend, she told me about the law of attraction, manifestation. And there was a there was a, uh, a documentary that came out. It was called The Secret. I don't know if you're familiar with The Secret. And so when that originally came out, my best friend was on it so much. I was 
is foolishness. That's nonsense. Girl, I'm not doing that. It's ridiculous. No, 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 no. And it's so interesting. I think to myself, where would I have, where would I be today if I actually listened to her back then? But guess what? Sometimes you're just not ready. You're not ready to receive. And it wasn't my time. What ended up happening, I went through so much. I went through a period of just being depressed, just being down about various things that was going on in my personally, as it pertains to business. I just kind of went on this and something in my, inside of me. And again, that's that foundation that I had that made me, you know, that when I was in the mirror saying, you can, you can, you can. A part of that came back up, right? And it was just like, you can. Like, we're not about to or lay in this space of despair. We're not going to stay in this space of pants. It was in that moment that I started to seek in myself, like, okay, I need something to kind of get me out of it. If you not, you're going to think I'm joking. I'm literally going through, oh, like, I'm out of it. I'm in bed. I don't feel like doing anything. I'm watching crime, and I just happened to have this. I said to myself, okay, just watch it. This is a true story. I said, well, just watch it. You know, like, just just do it. And I had, you know, friends of mine that were going through so many different things, so I'm taking that on as well. I'm feeling just heavy in my spirit, right? I'm just out of it. And I watched this thing, and it's telling me just these simplistic things, like baseline thing that makes sense to me, that makes sense to who I am as a person. And I started implementing it. Next thing you know, I got a check in the mail. Next thing you know, this other thing starts to unfold. Next thing you know, I had the idea to pivot. All things just started to happen. And I was just like, oh my God, like it starts and ends with me. It was the craziest thing. And I started watching that tape over and over. I just started using that as a form of encouragement. YouTube was on manifestation. I found experts on manifestation. I just started to really zone in on bettering. I went to therapy. I did all those things to really work on making me the best version of Lorena that I can possibly create. And the minute I did that, no matter what was coming my way, there was always a flow that allowed me to make it through and push through. And that's pretty much got my start again and, and just re, recreating my business, my mindset, my flow. Um, and, and I'm here. This is why I'm here today. And because of me sitting somewhere and wanting to get the, I want to be better, right? That's what I have to want to be better. I don't care how low you feel like you have, like literally, you know, the, um, the Bible talks about having a faith as, um, as strong as a mustard seed. Even if you have a drop of faith, I don't care what your religious background, I'm using Christianity because that's who I am. I don't care who you are, you Buddhist, I don't care. Find mustard seed faith in yourself. That gets you through. If you have that mindset to say, I want to get out of so I got myself out of a situation mentally that was holding me back from being. And once I released that, so many amazing opportunities, so many great things just started. And so how I believe in it, like I listen to a man, my mornings, I start on relatively early. I'm doing manifestation stuff by six, by 6.30, I'm in the gym, I'm out. I'm, you know, taking a shower, making my smoothie up and ready for my day. I'm listening to my manifestation podcast, different podcasts. As I'm going through my day, it's, a real, it's a, now a part of my life, you know, a part of my identity. And I tell people, whenever you join a new, let's say it's a religious um, order, right? Most people get so in tune with it, right? They're like over-focused on it. Like, I'm going to be the best Christian I could possibly be. I'm not going. I'm not going to do nothing. Oh, my God, I said a bad word. I'm going, you know, like I'm going straight to hell in a handbasket, right? Like our mindset gets so laser-focused on this. And that's how I am with my of manifestation, right? I'm making a joke about it. I'm so in tune with it. I'm so loving it. I love the positivity. My talk is different. Matter of fact, when I hear people talk about a lot of negative stuff, 
my closest friends, sometimes I have to get off the phone because it started to get into my spirit and get into my mindset and that throws me off. So of course I want to hear what you have to say, my friends and their, their pain points or whatever. Also remind yourself that be kind to yourself and allow the energies to start to seep into your world. And that is the start of it. That's the start of it in the right mind. I love that. That's it's very inspiring. In that, you mentioned about your routine in the morning, what that looks like. So now kind of in the same tune of mindset, I'd love to chat about habits. And as a successful entrepreneur, what that has looked like for you, the habits that you have built, how you have trained your mind and your body to really work best for you, similar to you have similar to the way that you have in your mindset, so that you can operate as your best self. So I want you to know that you and I are in such one accord because that's a part of it. So once you get your mindset right, that's a huge part of it because there's no go unless you take care of that, right? The second part, and it's so it's providing yourself the protection and the resources you need in order to flow providing yourself the routine you need in order to see the results because if you don't have routine you can you don't know what's working right like if you're just doing piece of things here and piece of things there and here there everywhere every there nothing happens right you have to put yourself in the space and the mindset to um to see what's the patterns that are going on, whether it's through your business or your day, your dedication. It's very simple for me. Like I said, wake up in the morning, I do my prayers, I start manifestation, my manifestation work. I'm getting ready for the gym, head downstairs, I'm working out, I come back up, work out. The day, the night before, I already created my schedule for the things that I have to get done for, columns for the things I need to get done, the things that I would like to achieve, and um, what may roll over to the next day, right? And so I map that out on a day-to-day basis. There's not paper is my life. I do things on the computer. I do add stuff on the computer. I like to be able to scratch, check mark, put an X, do all that kind of good stuff. And the biggest thing that I did, I've provided myself with people around where I'm very strong. I'm very good overall leadership, overall certain marketing strategies. I'm good. I'm, I'm that overall umbrella, but there are just things that I'm just not good at doing. And even if I am good at doing, you have to know what to put your time in, what to invest your time in, what things that you have to let someone else do. Oftentimes people are so afraid. This is my baby. This is my baby. No one can touch it. No one can um, tell someone my message better than I can. You will never get far if it's just you. It's only but so far you can go. I don't care that the, the the best affiliate marketer, the best whatever, they eventually have to they have to add someone to their team. I don't care if it's an intern. I don't care if it's a part-time worker. I don't care who it is. Someone needs to be able to alleviate some of that pressure and that noise in your life. And so creating creating the space where you, a lot of the things in your business, you, you're going to have to roll up your sleeve. You're going to start off and you're going to do it. You have to do it, right? You have to have a, you have to have a baseline knowledge to be able to, Tell someone how, how to do it afterwards, right? For the most part, you go with the mindset of, hey, these are the things that I'm going to work on. I need to give these things to other people in order for me to maximize the opportunity for growth in my business. So the biggest thing that I did was alleviate not trying to be all things to my business. I've given that up. I did. I was so afraid to have people do simple things for me. Now I'm like, oh, you got that? Great. Can you take this on? Great. 
And so in doing that, it allows me to focus on the things that I enjoy doing. I love doing this, what we're doing right now. I like creating marketing plans and, and, and putting things in place and have someone else execute it. I love all these things and it's made my life a lot easier. Life is short and it's meant to be enjoyed and it's meant to, yes, we have to work hard. We have to work for the things that we want. But why does it have to be just like, why do I have to go through all these changes? I want to live when I, while I'm young enough to enjoy and, and, and really exactly enjoy the fruit of my labor. So I'm really big on making sure you get rid of it. So first is the mindset. Second is create proper routine. Create the routine. Put the routine in place. Even if it's hard at first, get up. Do you think I want to go to the gym four or five times? No, I don't. Like I really don't. But it's the discipline that goes behind it. If I want to look a certain way, I have to put the work in. If I want to do certain things, I have to put the work in. And so putting the things in place and giving yourself free time as well. I have made that mistake. I'm trying to show my negatives and my positive. I've made the mistake of working way too hard, waking from sunup to sundown, right? You know, working two, three o'clock in, in the morning. Not giving yourself enough time to recalibrate and to get back into a space of what? Walking in that tree where you have manifest you want and you walk. If you're so wound up and you're so wound up, that means forcing that thing to come. Any you, there should be an easy flow. The guy that you're going through changes for and you're fighting over him, about, that's not it. It's the guy where you just met him. You guys had great conversation. You just, over time, you guys just kind of flowed into something that was just amazing. Those are the relationships. That, the ones that you were just fighting over, like, oh, boxes, or she checked the boxes. You know, you, you put yourself in these positions of, of relationship growth. It never really works. So I transfer that to all the things that I do in my business, in my personal life, just letting it flow and letting it be. I'm so much closer to myself with my schedule. And that's another thing. I'm not overly ambitious with my schedule anymore. I do things that I can realistically do. That's another thing that I want to convey to people. Do things that's realistic. You're not, don't put down that you're going to work out five days a week. No, you're not. You haven't worked out in five years. But maybe you can put down you're going to work out twice a week. Realistic. Because I'm going to tell you something. The biggest thing you have to remember, you need to have a win. Wins keep you going. Little wins keep you going. If there's no wins because you, you've the unrealistic expectation for your business and for your personal life, you'll never feel good about yourself. Have to be able to check the boxes off. I put down the little things that I know I can get done because when I see the checkbox, I'm like, oh, we did that. Dance, right? Because I know I accomplished something. So create schedules, create things that are true, like create things that are attainable that you can actually do. If you can do it, that means you'll continue to do it. And then we can add things on and we can take some things away. And also when you're, I'm sorry, I'm throwing out all these different gems. Another thing that I talk about too, whatever you're going to do consistently, if you create a, a routine for your gym, create a routine for therapy, you create a routine, spend time with friends and family, maintain that for at least three months. Don't switch up all over the place. In three months, you want to make some changes, great. Because every week we can't be changing the You know what I mean? Like we have to have a level of what consistency. And so consistency is the name of protection and support even bigger name of it. I love all of that. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for giving the glimpse into a successful entrepreneur mindset and what that truly looks like. Now, in this conversation, we've touched on various different things, which I love. Is there anything to end out feel is important to touch on that we haven't? I want to tell people, as long as you're walking on this earth, I mean, even a little kid might have something that they can, they can offer someone. Before you even start to pitch, before you even start to become visible, have a product and service in place. Have a product and service. 
we're not being visible for visible sake, right? You want to be strategic in how you approach people, but you want to make sure that you have your product and your service in place, have certain things outlined. You may not have a full-fledged media kit yet, but you may have spoke church. You may have spoke at, you know, a school, whatever. All these things you can put together to create your um, one pager. You're, you don't have to have a full-fledged few-page media. You can start with a one pager that focuses on the needs of your your target, right? So you can have all things that explain why you are the person that they need to be with, why you are the person they need to connect with. And once you have that, start to reach out to people, start to reach out to your radio, TV, podcast, magazine, newspaper, online, digital. I don't care what it is. Whatever you just be fearless. Only thing people can say to you is no or they don't respond. That is actually that's the only thing. It's no, it's no one slamming a door in your face. No one is doing anything like that, whether you're picking up the phone or you're just you're cold calling entrepreneurs or you're sending an email, always remember all the worst case scenarios are no. But the best case scenario is you get a great yes. And that yes leads you to your second yes and your third yes and your fourth yes. So again, create situations that allow for you to check boxes, for you to see little, for you to, I'm reiterating that because it's so important, for you to see when. When people don't see wins, they, they give up. You're on a project and no wins, there's no wins in sight. You're just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. But you can create, create a plan. You can set up your marketing plan. You can set up your business plan where you're doing, you're, there's small wins. I target big wins every day and a small win every day. Always, and no matter what, I got to win and I'm always dusting my show. Okay, great, right? And, and the fish and fear the most go after it. If, if it's a fear of reaching out to someone on LinkedIn, all right, I'm going to reach out to 20 today. But reaching out to LinkedIn, that takes you about 10 minutes, literally, because all you can do is 200 characters if you don't know the person. So you have 200 characters to get you your point and, and, and hopefully get a response back. You start to get into that mentality of small wins for the day and, and big wins. So many people are like, I want, um, this is my goal. That's your only goal. You don't have things that are happening in between that. It's very unlikely you're going to get it. So create the small wins, it's your schedule, creation, research who you really want to serve. Make sure that you have the capabilities to serve them. Or you're going to have to partner with people that have the sum of skill that you don't have. That way you can be on the journey together to help your particular audience provide particular service. Don't be afraid to look at what other people are, you know, what they're doing and what they're creating, what they're building. You can always create your own spin. You can always create your own niche market for that particular thing and go after it um, and go through with the, with the desire that I'm going to flow. Flow. Doesn't work out. I can always pivot. I'm flowing. I can, except for that good assistant or that good intern. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's, it's such very inspiring to hear you speak and to hear how you have structured your life and your business for success. So thank you for that. You've just listened to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. If anything from this episode resonated with you, I would appreciate if you share this podcast on your socials. And of course, be sure to tag me. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for joining me on this global citizen journey, and I'll see you in the next episode.